I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my Big Bag of Onions. The government to California Broken hearts and parts unknown and through this night we'll share a lover On that dark radio How the soul may be so lonely Hands pressed cold against the phone See all the stars Of course, what is involved is more than a purely personal discipline and more than the life of contemplation and understanding itself. For the life of thought, even though it may be regarded as the highest form of human activity, is also a medium through which other values are refined, reasserted, and realized in the human community. Collectively, intellectuals have often tried to serve as the moral antennae of the race, anticipating and, if possible, clarifying fundamental moral issues before these have forced themselves upon the public consciousness. The thinker feels that he ought to be the special custodian of values like reason and justice, which are related to his own search for truth, and at times he strikes out passionately as a public figure because his very identity seems to be threatened by some gross abuse. Looking into the face of the good snow Should be shaking it loose, but you do it all Every look is a truth, and it's written in stone Gotta keep it together when your friends come back Come back 
pick up the pace But I couldn't go on I just wanted a place But I ended up gone Gotta keep it together When your friends come While it is indisputable that equating enervating with invigorating is a mistake, it does seem odd that dictionaries should refuse to acknowledge this split meaning of the word. After all, it would hardly be the first meaning of a word to enter the English language as a mistake. Dictionaries have typically not turned their noses up at words that are born of the incompetence of the language's speakers. Most dictionaries today tend to view their role as that of recorder of language, rather than watchdog. If enough people use a word in a certain fashion, whether rightly or wrongly, then lexicographers will dutifully note this usage. Spencer's cute. Spencer's cute. 
It's hard not to get frustrated when you are the parent of a spirited child, especially when life keeps slapping you around and robs you of sleep, and has sent you a child who can turn a request to put on her shoes into a 20-minute free-for-all. It's tempting to throw every punishment in the book at her and deny all privileges from screen time to a ride to her friend's house, even when you know darn well that doing so is not going to work. But somehow it seems that you've gotten caught in a vicious cycle from which you just can't escape. That's when the doubts begin to slither in. Maybe you are not meant to be a parent. Perhaps you are not the right parent for this child. Even harder to bear is the fear that things are out of control.
I have turned many of my bosses into Prince Charming by doting on them, looking up to them, even doing their jobs for them. I did this because I was seeking their recognition and approval. I thought this was the way to get ahead. I was wrong. Sometimes I would get mad enough to say, you're leaving me with all this work to do over the weekend while you go away on a trip. But then my boss would cleverly neutralize my anger by saying, you're so smart, you're so great at your job, what would I do without you? And for a while, that was enough for me. I was operating under the tacit and misguided assumption that if I made my boss feel as if he couldn't live without me, I would be rewarded. My thinking went something like this. If I do this for you, you're going to take care of me.
My first discovery in graduate school was that I was almost normal. It was the fall of 1999 when I began my graduate studies in psychology at the University of Minnesota. New students were given the option to go through a rigorous psychological assessment that would give us feedback about our personality characteristics, intellectual abilities, and vocational interests. I figured the assessment would be a fun exercise in self-exploration. Two weeks later, I found a yellow envelope in my mailbox with confidential reports scribbled across the seal. My personality and pathology scores never crossed into a clearly diagnosable range, but my scores were uneven. For example, my scores on personality traits such as kindness and curiosity were significantly higher than the average person's, but my scores on patience and orderliness were much lower than average. I wondered for a second what it was like for other people to make sense of someone who was kindly impatient or who possessed a disorderly sense of curiosity. Tell me, let the words be yours, I'm done with mine, done with mine. 
happiness researcher who cries when I laugh too hard. I'm an introverted mother of three who thrives in the midst of the pure chaos of a bouncy house birthday party with kids high on cake. I'm an impressionistic artist who loves data and spreadsheets. I'm a spontaneous individual who can also be very type A. My family jokes about how I used to save exactly 3% of my weekly $1 allowance to donate to save the whales. I'm a technophile and a nature lover, a romantic and a pragmatist. Some of my happiest moments with my three beautiful daughters are ones I can look back at over and over because I had the brilliant presence of mind to capture them on my phone. You're listening to My Big Bag of Onions. Had to put it together Build it up just right One before the other No stars before the night I know a fever when I got one Ooh, you know I got one Building this space inside There's no healing, there's no doctor Oh, I'm gonna have to fight My own fight Because time and time again I wasted time when I could have been Falling in all everything my stand There's no use pretending when I'm coming for you I'm ready, oh, oh, boom, boom, baby, come on I'm in 
bitch, I started running to you When I met you, I started coming to you When I met you, I was cut through and through I've been falling ever since Come on, come on When I met you, I started running to you When I met you, I started coming to you Yeah, when I met you, I was cut deep I was cut, I've been falling ever since Howling, howling, I'm dying for you A lot of the initial research on dognition has focused on communicative abilities. We have seen that dogs are geniuses in their ability to read our gestures. Their skills are similar to what we observe in infants. The mental flexibility of dogs has led other researchers and me to suggest that dogs have a basic appreciation of our communicative intentions. They often use our behavior to infer what we want, and what we want is usually to help them. However, communication is not just visual and does not just involve receiving and interpreting information. Communication can also be vocal and require producing meaningful signals. Do dogs understand words in the same way we do? Do their vocalizations actually mean anything? And do they communicate differently depending on their audience? Stay. 
is deeply entwined with creating life, both procreation and self-creation. Sartorially, my issue is this. I, a feminist writer of 40 and mother of two, do not want to dress like a feminist, or a mother for that matter. Mom jeans, blech. In short, I don't want to be reduced to the cliches or stereotypes of the identity that has liberated me. One of my closest colleagues calls it the fear of becoming a purple feminist. Purple sneakers, purple oversized, this is what a feminist looks like, t-shirts, big jewelry, and natural hair. Oh 
The interview starts when you leave the house. As you walk to your car, you must walk confidently. As you choose the music you are going to listen to on the journey, you must pick confidence-boosting music. You need to act successful from when you get up, telling yourself that you can do it until you get home. As you're walking towards the interview venue, there is a chance the interviewer may be watching, not purposely, we hope but just by chance, which means your walk to the venue could be the interviewer's first impression of you, which you know is highly important. So it goes without saying that in the reception area, when you introduce yourself and while you're waiting to be invited into the interview, you need to act like the successful and confident person that you are.
words are the raw material of a message, but also there's no point speaking unless you can improve on silence. Detail is like salt. You can always add more. Don't over salt. Once in, you can't take it out. Consider what your audience wants to know, but also, and every bit is important, what they don't want to know. Because they've got no time, no interest. They're preoccupied with 10,000 other things, and they'd gladly pay you a boatload of money if you simply didn't tell them. But how focused are you? You seem to have 29 ideas at once, and I feel like I'm hearing them all right this minute.
I left my American homeland for the continent of Africa. There, I encountered the Kenyan culture, a culture completely alien from my Western upbringing. The food, dwellings, customs, and daily routines were all new. I didn't even speak the language, and yet a magical thing happened. Instead of my feeling confused and alone, my interactions with the Kenyan people felt incredibly meaningful, much more so than what I was accustomed to in my own country. I asked myself, how is this possible? I can't even talk to them. This question led me on a global adventure to discover what makes people feel connected to one another. My travels have had one essential goal, to develop meaningful relationships without knowing the local languages. We tend to covet things we believe are scarce, sometimes irrationally. For example, during the real estate bubble, investors became concerned that only a limited amount of land was available to be developed with no real evidence that this was the case. The area method is designed to reduce scarcity bias in the following ways. One, the area method's close focus on checking our thinking. Two, in exploitation, the competing alternative hypotheses, visual math, and scenario analysis exercises address how we approach and evaluate discrete data points in context. 3. In analysis, the pre-mortem addresses the ways that your decision might fail. These biases are all difficult to counter, but they are even more powerful when they are combined. Live it up, you won't live it down So 
she left Marty Rio's son Just like a bullet leaves a gun With the charcoal eyes and Monroe hips She went and took that California trip Well the moon was gold and her hair like wind Said don't look back, just come on Jim Oh, you've got to hold on, hold on You got to hold on, take my hand Standing right here, you got to hold on But he gave a dime store watch And a ring made from a spoon Everyone's looking for someone to blame And you share my bed, you share my name Well, go ahead, call the cops You don't meet nice girls in coffee shops She said, baby, I still love you Sometimes there's nothing left to do Oh, but you got to hold on, hold on Baby, got to hold on and take my hand Standing right here, you got to hold on Well, God bless your crooked little heart St. Louis got the best of me I miss your broken china voice How I wish you were still here with me Oh, you build it up, you wreck it down Then you burn your mansion too Nothing left to keep you here But when you're falling behind And it's a big blue world Oh, you've got to hold on Hold on Baby, gotta hold on Take my hand Standing right here, gotta hold on Down by the Riverside Motel it's thin below and falling By a 99 cent store She closed her eyes and started swaying But it's so hard to dance that way When it's cold and there's no music Oh, you're Hometown so far away, but inside your head there's a record that's playing a song called Hold On, Hold On. Baby, gotta hold on to take my standing right there, gotta hold on. You gotta hold on, hold on. 
Baby, got a hold on Taking my hand Standing right there Got a hold on You got a hold on Hold on Baby, got a hold on And taking my hand Standing right here You got a hold on You got a hold on Hold on Baby, got a hold on And taking my hand Standing right here, you gotta hold on 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 You gotta hold on, baby You gotta hold on, girl You gotta Join me again soon for another big bag of onions.